You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. We will recap the official National Signing Day yesterday as the SEC cleans up with elite recruits from across the country. Also, we're going to catch up with former Auburn great defensive lineman Derek Brown as he just wrapped up his rookie year in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. And we will go around the conference as Will Muschamp officially lands on Georgia's staff. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. And uh, happy to have some new subscribers coming in here in the last couple days. Welcome. We're talking SEC. I hope you like it. Uh, let's jump right into it with some news from National Signing Day. Yesterday, the SEC just dominated when it came to locking in some big-time recruits. According to 24-7 Sports, their composite ratings, the SEC had four of the top seven classes overall, 12 of the top 32, with just Vandy and South Carolina ranking down the list. As a whole, the SEC, they landed three of the top 13 quarterbacks in the country, two of the top seven running backs, seven of the top wide receivers, a bunch of elite offensive linemen, Look, Alabama headlines everything as they locked in the highest-ranked recruiting class in history. Nick Saban's 2021 recruiting class passes Urban Meyer's famed 2010 Florida Gators class in the 24-7 sports all-time ratings. This Bama class, it includes seven five-star recruits tied for most in a single class in the modern recruiting era, and it also includes 15 of the top 91 ranked players, including 12 of the top 58. It's just downright impressive, but not only does Saban get these recruits, he develops them too, and that's why they always seem to be competing and playing for national championships. Yesterday, they added another five-star in running back Kamar Wheaton, who officially signed pen to paper, probably a name to keep an eye on there, Kamar Wheaton, running back. Georgia, they finished with the number three class in the nation behind Alabama and Ohio State, the two teams who just played for the national championship. Kirby Smart continues to recruit at an insane level at Georgia. Now he just needs to break through and win a championship. He's got uh, this class is highlighted by five-star offensive tackle Darius Mims and quarterback Brock Vandergriff. Those are two of the biggest names in this class, but sets up for Kirby this year, bringing back a lot. And starts with the quarterback. He's got one in JT Daniels. Really good one. Some good receivers. Some good running backs. So, see what George is able to do this year. But congrats to them on a superb recruiting class as well. LSU, they come in at number four overall. This one ranks one of the best recruiting classes in recent history. And LSU for Coach O, just in terms of caliber of talent of what they brought in. Big five-star defensive tackle Mason Smith. He's a big get for the Tigers. Yesterday, they added two more guys to this class, four-star edge rusher Savion Jones, as well as former Florida State commit and offensive guard Kimo Macanioli. So uh, good gets there for LSU. And crazy to think, like, it, one of the best classes LSU's ever signed, and it's still fourth best in the country. That's how good the top four uh, recruiting classes are nationally. A&M, Texas A&M, they come in at number seven overall, Jimbo Fisher. Doing some work, a group highlighted by a five-star defensive tackle, Shamar Turner, out of Texas. Yesterday, they added another piece in Houston high school running back L.J. Johnson. 
He's a top 50 player nationally. He committed to Texas A&M over Steve Sarkeesian in Texas. See if Jimbo can break through, perhaps maybe win the SEC West sometime in the next couple of years. Dan Mullen's group at Florida, they come in at 13th overall, a group with a lot of defensive weapons, including five-star cornerback Jason Marshall. Throw in the fact that they just added transfer tight end Eric Gilbert. Gators are certainly going to be looking to give Georgia a run for their money in the East. You might be surprised to find the Tennessee Volunteers finished with the 16th best recruiting class as new coach Josh Heupel had to do some damage control amid the turmoil happening in Knoxville. On Wednesday, the Vols added Juco prospect and offensive tackle Jeremiah Crawford, as well as a graduate transfer kicker in Chase McGrath from Southern Cal. Linebacker Dylan Brooks, he's the highlight or the highest rated recruit of this class for the Vols, but he had asked to be released from his national letter of intent when Jeremy Pruitt was let go, so that'll be something worth keeping an eye on. Shout out to Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. They ended up with the 18th best recruiting class this year. Picked up a big one yesterday in four-star defensive tackle Tywon Malone. Top 65 overall prospect. He becomes Ole Miss's highest-ranked signee since Jerry and Ely back in 2019, and he is the school's second-highest-ranked signee since 2016. Malone chose the Rebs over the likes of Texas A&M, Florida State, and others. He's also expected to play baseball as well. He's a big, big guy, but uh, good good get for Lane Kiffin and really good get for Ole Miss to be ranked 18th in the nation in recruiting. Sam Pittman and the Arkansas Razorbacks, they finished with the 24th best class, ranking inside the top 25 nationally. Arkansas added 22 recruits as well as transfer cornerback Trent Gordon. Hogs added two defensive tackles in Atlanta's Cameron Ball and uh, Ellisville Jones College's uh, Jalen Williams. Sam Pittman talking with the media yesterday called Wednesday a, quote, boring day. And yeah, they'd already done most of the legwork anyway for the class, but uh, good to see Sam Pittman finishing in the top 25 in Arkansas poised to Play spoiler next year in the SEC West. Coach Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs, they finished with the 25th best class. The class is headlined by their pro-style quarterback, Sawyer Robertson. He's a four-star quarterback out of Texas. Certainly going to push Will Rogers for some early playing time next year. But just for some perspective on how big this class is for State, Mike Leach has never signed a 25 top 25 recruiting class in his two decades as a head coach. Now he's done it, heading into year two at Mississippi State. So that's really big news for them. Coach Eli Drinkwitz and Missouri, they finished strong with the 28th best class in the country, a group that includes edge rusher Travion Ford and wide receiver Dominic Lovett. Coach Drinkwitz also yesterday added a three-star running back in B.J. Harris to round out this class. Despite not signing a lot of guys, Auburn, they finished strong with the 30th overall class. New coach Brian Harson. And his team did some work, adding six signees in recent days. They added to their secondary with safety Juwan Gaston out of Montgomery. Yet another DB for Zach Etheridge and defensive coordinator Derek Mason. In addition, they added inside linebacker Joko Willis and another safety in Caden Bridges. So a solid finish for an all-new coaching staff. Kentucky, they come in at number 32 in the country. Got a late exclamation point yesterday when the Wildcats signed four-star linebacker Trevin Wallace. Wallace is a Georgia native, considered the number 35 overall player in this class. 
It's the second four-star signee for Kentucky and the first on the defensive side of the ball. Wallace previously committed to Boston College over the summer before his recruitment picked up in his senior year. Strongly was considering Auburn, but he ended up picking the Wildcats and Coach Mark Stoops. In addition, the Cats are adding Michigan State linebacker transfer Luke Fulton. So some help on the defensive side for Kentucky. Coach Clark Lee, he starts off on the right foot at Vanderbilt with the 49th overall class this year. And while you might be saying, oh, whoa, whoa, 49 isn't that high, for a team that didn't win a game last year, that is a really good start. Coach Lee added a running back in Dylan betts Pauly out of Hoover, Alabama, and an inside linebacker, Michael Mincy, out of the state of Georgia. And lastly, Coach Shane Beamer at South Carolina. Still a lot of work to do as the Gamecocks finish with the 77th-ranked class. Only signed 13 commits, so you have to think that they're going to be hitting that transfer portal, and they are. When you look at their recruiting class, it includes already seven guys committed to come in as transfers, including a four-star defensive tackle coming in from Nebraska in Jakeem Green. So there you go. Those were your highlights from National Signing Day yesterday, and a lot of the legwork was done back in December, but good to see a lot of the SEC schools adding in some guys yesterday and uh, ready to go. Some uh, Still some spots available for some transfers and that sort of thing, but for the most part, all these classes are done and ready to go. When we return, we're going to catch up with Derek Brown, former Auburn standout who just finished his rookie year in the NFL. That's next. If you need some auto parts, don't get in your car and drive around town looking for those big parts stores that, uh, let's be honest, they're not very friendly, they're not very helpful. You'll walk around looking for what you can't find, and a lot of times you end up going online anyway. Look, save yourself the hassle, save yourself the trip, and let's go to rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. rockauto.com is where you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps motor oil even new carpet they've got it all for you at rockauto.com they get everything you need just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door their catalog is unique remarkably easy to navigate you can find all the parts you need just put in your make your model your 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 car boom there you have it and best of all the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same if you're a professional or do-it-yourselfer like you and me. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car. And don't forget to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Hey, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories and analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. I'm really excited for this next segment as we're about to catch up with a guy who just wrapped up his rookie season in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. It was a stud in four seasons at Auburn University. He was the 2019 SEC Defensive Player of the Year, first team All-SEC, earned All-American honors as he recorded 55 tackles, 12.5 tackles for a loss, four sacks, 
in 2019 as a senior at Auburn, one of the best defensive players in recent years to play in the SEC. He is Derek Brown, and he joins us now. Hey, Derek, how's it going, man? I'm good. Appreciate y'all having me on. Good, man. You just wrapped up your rookie season. What was that like for you with the Panthers, and what was that adjustment like of making that leap uh, up to the NFL going from the SEC? Uh, you know, I think it was, you know, just the, the first game. Uh, you know, it was a lot faster. You know, quarterback's a lot smarter. You know, just having to be able to, you know, hit a linebacker, make the checks and everything, man, it was a, it was all quick. And, the, you know, that, you know, I used to have a bad habit of just getting down on my knee in between plays. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, that ball snapped quick, man. It put you in a bad position if you step down on the knee. Derek, it's uh, it's so funny, you know, talking to guys who play in the SEC because a lot of them say that, you know, it, it got them ready for the next level. You had a really good guy playing alongside you at Auburn and Marlon Davidson. You guys wreaked havoc on a lot of offensive lines in the SEC. But what was the – I mean, was it a little bit easier making that transition? Because, I mean, every year you look at all the SEC players that go first and second round high draft picks. Was the transition a little bit easier going against stud talent in college week in and week out? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's the case, man. Um, you know, I thought it was a little bit easier, but I mean, like you notice the biggest thing about the NFL and call in the SEC this is specifically is, you know, those guys in the NFL are technicians. You know, everybody in the NFL is good. I mean, the, the guys that are great are the ones that separate themselves by the technique that they do. Derek, this week was National Signing Day. Uh, what do you remember most about your signing day and, and when you chose Auburn as your uh, college destination? Yeah, um, February third, two thousand sixteen, man. It was one of the that was one of the uh, you know, best moments of my life, uh, you know, being able to sign and uh, you know, just you know, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, man. It was just a great feeling being able to take that next step and start a new journey. Do you remember who was your second choice when you were making your decision and, and did it go down to the final wire for you? Uh, you know, I, I waited to I waited to after my football season, my senior year, to do any, really any recruiting. You know, I, I I tried to get myself and do my best effort in my team. And uh, you know, my parents handled most of my recruiting, and you know, just being able to, you know, I sat down with them, I told them, you know, what I liked about each school, and then you know, I kind of, you know, it was a family thing for me, and you know, Auburn was the one that was that was uh, the one I chose. So you know, I think that you know, I, I think I, I chose pretty good in that case. Derek, I'm an LSU guy, so uh, I, I was going to say, don't tell me LSU was your number two because I would have been really upset. But I remember after the uh, the Auburn-LSU game last year, Coach O went up to you and Marlon and, and put his arm around you, hugged you and said, hey, you know, congrats to you guys. Y'all y'all are big-time playmakers. You're going to go do it at the next level. You must have had a pretty good relationship with him during the recruiting process. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I love Coach O. You know, Baton Rouge is a little bit too far for me, but uh... – uh, you know, love Coach O. You know, I've always been down there, always, always able to talk to him. You know, matter, you know, no matter what school you went to, you know, he always told us, you know, we'll keep this relationship. You know, got to see him at the end of the season. You know, talk to him a little bit then. And you know, I mean, he does another great defensive line coach as well too. I mean, or a head coach now even. You played in every single game as a rookie this year for the Panthers. As you head into the off season, do you have any personal goals for yourself? As you start to kind of relax but then also start to turn the page and prepare for your uh, for your second year in the NFL? Um, to be honest, I mean, I don't want to set any numbers. I mean, I, the number one thing I have to do is, you know, focus on trying to rebuild my body and, you know, get, get you know, take those tips that the vets gave me throughout my first year and, you know, work and do those things, you know, as far as, a, you know, rebuilding my body, taking care of myself in recovery and just, you know, 
uh, just finding that mindset of things and, you know, building that repertoire until, you know, it's set in stone. Your uh, head coach with the Panthers, Matt Rule, he's a guy who has coached in college uh, last couple years at Baylor and Temple before that, but he made the leap to the NFL. Uh, he was just coaching a lot of the guys over at the Senior Bowl this past weekend in Mobile. What is Matt Rule like as a as your head coach? I mean, he's intense. I mean, he just, <clears throat> he wants perfection, and you know, at the end of the day, you know, which is what we're trying to do. Um, you know, he's got a plan in place, and you know, we all buying in. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You know, a coach comes in with his staff, and you know, you got to be able to buy in, no matter if you just got there or if you've been there for ten years. That's going to be the biggest, the biggest thing that you have to be able to do in order for the success to come. All right, Derek. Super Bowl this weekend: Buccaneers versus the Chiefs. Do you have a pick in who you like in the game this Sunday? Man, in this case, you know, I, I can't even choose. This is one of those now, you know, I, I, I fortunately got a chance to play against both teams. You know, it, this is one of these, this is one of these times where you know it's best to just stay neutral and just wait for the game to happen. Derek, great to talk with you, man. Best of luck as you uh, continue on in your NFL career. Congrats on a. Uh, on a great college career at Auburn and in the SEC, and we'll be watching you the uh, the rest of your career, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, there he is, former Auburn great and the seventh overall pick in last year's NFL draft, Derek Brown. Really appreciate, it. appreciate him taking some time out to join us here on Locked on SEC. More to come after this. NFL season wrapping up in just a couple of days. I'm sure you might be uh, having some friends over to watch the game or you might be going over to a friend's house for Super Bowl Sunday. Make sure you do it smart and responsibly. But if you are, you got to make it a little interesting, right? you got to have something invested in the game. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. So you can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. And you can use our promo code. It is locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus. That's 50, not 1550, and they will give you a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up. Here's what they got for you right now. Right now, you can get in on Sunday's game. They've got Tampa Bay as a three-point underdog. So if you like Thomas Brady and you think he can do get it done one more time, get in on Tampa plus the three. Or if you want to take Tampa... Money line, you can take them as the uh, the underdog and make a little money off of them winning. Or if you just think the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are too much, well, take the Chiefs minus the three and uh, you can go that way. Plenty of prop bets as well. Everything from the coin toss to who will be the MVP, all of that is available for you at betonline.ag. Look, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit Bet online, they are your online sportsbook experts. Reminder to check out some of our awesome shows across the Locked On Network. Plenty of SEC programming, including Locked On Vols with our buddy Josh Ward, Locked On Auburn. Hosted by Zach Blackerby, or uh, even Locked On Razorbacks with our buddy John Neighbors. All of those are available across the Locked On Podcast Network and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, before we call it a show, I figured we we did the recruiting angle, but I want to go uh, around the conference so that we can hit on all the uh, other tidbits that's happening across the SEC. Let's do it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Throws. Into the 
around the conference. Unfortunate news out of Tennessee yesterday, and we probably should have included this in our recruiting update, but I wanted to keep it mostly positive there. But uh, news out of Tennessee yesterday, reportedly involving pulling a scholarship offer from a three-star wide receiver slash athlete named Rock Taylor out of Oxford, Alabama. According to AL.com, Rock Taylor's high school coach, Keith Etheridge, said the Vols pulled the offer from the longtime Tennessee commit the day before National Signing Day this week. Etheridge said, quote, that's Bush League. It's just really crappy because Rock had been nothing but loyal to them. It's just a frustrating situation when kids do the right thing and then coaches come in and do something like this to a kid. Unbelievable. Some coaches get mad when a kid changes his mind at the last second. Well, it's hard to hold a kid accountable for something you're not willing to be accountable for yourself. According to the 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings, Taylor is the number 27 athlete in this year's class, the number 15 overall recruit from the state of Alabama. So, sounds like Josh Heupel not exactly making the great greatest first impressions on some of the high school coaches, particularly in Alabama. That'll be one worth watching. Will Muschamp to Georgia is official. We've been hearing about this for several weeks. In fact, seeing Will Muschamp sitting in some people's living rooms, uh, meeting with some Georgia recruits, but he will be apparently working on the defensive side of the ball with the Gamecocks' SEC rival, Georgia coach Kirby Smart confirmed the news yesterday saying Will Muschamp is going to serve in an analyst role for this season. But, of course, he could always move into a more permanent role down the road. We found out yesterday his nephew is also joining the staff there at Georgia. But Will Muschamp going to be at Georgia. That's a good assistant to have there. And maybe he's like me. I've been talking up Georgia as my preseason favorite for the SEC next year and possible uh, national championship champion uh, candidate. Well, Muschamp's probably thinking, let me go get me a ring here with Kirby real quick. Then I'll figure out what my next job step will be. Over at Arkansas, state officials and the university announced Wednesday major changes to the school's football scheduling in Little Rock, including a ground-breaking game against Arkansas State at War Memorial Stadium. The Razorbacks and the Red Wolves are scheduled to play their first-ever football game September 6th 2025 and I saw new Arkansas State coach Butch Jones talking about this yesterday like I don't know if Butch Jones is going to still be in Arkansas State four years from now but if he is that'll be a heck of a ball game Arkansas AD Hunter Juracek friend of the show he removed a decades old all sports scheduling ban against all teams from the state playing Arkansas State as part of several modifications to the Razorbacks agreement with the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, which oversees the stadium. The changes include bringing the Missouri games to campus to prevent the Razorbacks from having only two on-campus conference games in 2021 and 2023, years in which Arkansas is the designated home team in its Southwest Classic Series against Texas A&M and Arlington. In exchange, War Memorial Stadium will receive more non-conference games in the coming years, including a first-ever game against Arkansas Pine Bluff, on October 23rd. Other future games scheduled to be played in Little Rock include season opening games against Western Carolina in 2023 and Arkansas Pine Bluff in 2024. Alabama, they are hiring another former NFL guy, former Houston Texans tight ends coach Will Lawing 
He's coming in as a football analyst. Long is a former Penn State grad assistant who joins new Alabama offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien, who he is very familiar with. Long, of course, was with Bill O'Brien as he was the head coach of the Houston Texans and, of course, was the head coach at Penn State prior to that. So another guy with NFL experience joining the Alabama staff as a football analyst and probably a guy who will get another big job a year or two from now, like all the guys are doing. We'll go to Alabama, regroup, have a lot of on-field success, and move on to your next big gig. I saw Auburn defensive end Jay Hardy tweeted out yesterday, quote, stop the rumors, I'm not leaving Auburn. Apparently there has been message board fodder that uh, Jay Hardy may be looking to hit the transfer portal. He is a second-year defensive end at Auburn, former four-star recruit. So take him at his word on social media. He says, forget all that. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here at Auburn. Over on the SEC hoop side of things, some interesting games last night. The Alabama Crimson Tide bounced back from their loss to Oklahoma to dismantle LSU down the stretch, winning that one 78-60. It's the first time in 65 years that Alabama basketball has started 10-0 in SEC play. So shout out to them. They improved to 15-4 overall. LSU, they dropped to 11-6 overall, 6-4 in conference. And things are starting to look up for LSU. They've now hit a little bit of a losing skid here. Cameron Thomas continues to be one of the most dangerous scorers in the SEC. He had 22 points in the loss against Bama. John Calipari and the Kentucky Wildcats, they fall to Missouri 75-70. Good win for Mizzou. They're a top-20 team, improved to 12-3 overall, 5-3 in the conference. Kentucky starting to look like their postseason hopes are not looking very good. They are still 4-5 in the conference, but... 5-11 5-11 and 11 overall. That is not going to get it done. Not going to get them in the tournament. They may be looking at an opportunity where they're going to have to just run the table in the SEC tournament and uh, get in that way. And lastly, uh, another upset last night. The uh, 22-ranked Florida Gators losing at home to the South Carolina Gamecocks, 72-66. to 66. Straight up, it's a bad loss for Florida. You can't lose a game like that at home. He dropped the 10-5 overall, 6-4 in the conference. South Carolina, they haven't played a lot of games, but they improved to 5-6, 3-4 in the SEC, and they're looking to do some spoiler uh, work down the stretch. A.J. Lawson, he had 22 points, 8 rebounds for South Carolina. Trey Mann led the way for Florida with 17 points and 8 boards. And the uh, fourth game that was supposed to happen last night, as we know, was postponed due to COVID. Vanderbilt and Texas A&M. The Aggies hoping to get back in action by this weekend with all their COVID issues. And there you go. That is around the conference. Covered a lot today, man. That was a lot of stuff. So uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate our guest, Derek Brown, for coming on with us and talking a little bit about his rookie year in the NFL and sharing some memories. But uh, we'll continue getting some guys on that are preparing for the NFL draft. Looking forward to a couple of them next week. Former SEC stars taking their talents to the next level. You don't want to miss that. We'll be back tomorrow for a Friday edition of Locked On SEC, getting you ready for the weekend. Some big hoops matchups happening as well as we get back into the conference. Look, the Big 12 SEC Challenge was fun last weekend, but we're ready to get back into the thick of SEC on SEC this weekend. And a shout-out to all the teams out there with the recruiting classes. I think it's... Look, I'm, I'm a little bit of an SEC homer, but my goodness, when you talk about what they did in the signing class, I mean, 
four of the top seven teams or classes, 12 of the top 32. It's the majority of your conference ranks half of the top 32 teams. It's unbelievable. That's why we love talking SEC. SEC football is a year-round sport. SEC basketball, SEC baseball. Got it all for you right here on Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day.